Welcome back to another episode of The Vessel, where we discuss the highs and sometimes lows of getting to know God. I'm your host, Lee Ann, and we are at episode eight, Understanding Unbelief and How to Overcome It. So I'm excited about this particular episode um, as we tackle unbelief. It can kind of be um, a lot to break down, but I think it's important that we uh, discuss this uh, element of our faith because sometimes we all, uh, sometimes we experience it and it's not pretty, um, but the good thing about it is there is a silver lining and, and ways to overcome it. And our uh, the Bible tells us uh, specific ways to do those things. So I want to talk a little bit about that. But the most exciting thing about this episode is that I have a special guest and it's someone who is near and dear to me. So um, without further ado, let's just get right to our episode. Okay, and we're back with our special guest for the evening. I have my dear friend, this is Naya Cooks. I almost said blew it, but Cooks. Welcome to Naya. Hey, again. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Um, I just want to tell the people, whoever is listening, um, just what type of person you are and why I thought that you would be a good addition uh, to this topic. But Tanaya and I have been friends for over a decade now, so which is crazy to think that we were in college 10 years ago. Um, but we have been really good friends, and I'm just so thankful to God that he decided to align our lives so that we would, you know, uh, be friends. And so I'm just glad about that, and I'm grateful. I want to give you your flowers now because I am just um, so happy to have you in my life. And thank you for always being just a, a good friend to me, like, in the ugly times and the pretty times and the joyous times, all of those things. So I'm just appreciative of, of you. And I hope you never have to question our friendship and our loyalty to each other because, you know, this flip. So thank you. Well, thank you, my love. And the same for you. I'm so glad that God brought you into my life those many, 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 many years ago. So I'm glad that we can continue on and build our friendship. So I love you always. Absolutely. Same, same. And so I thought that um, today we're, we're talking about unbelief and what that is and, and what role that plays in our Christian walk. And for many of us, um, unbelief has been um, a moment in our lives. And sometimes it has extended for um, a season in our life. And so I thought, you know, you and I, our friendship has really been rooted um, in our journeys, in our Christian walks. We've always had that connection where we talked about those things. And when it was tough for us to to believe or when things were not good in our lives and how we got through it, whether it was relationship, family, whatever the case is, um, you know, we were able to bond through our connection with God. And that's, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, and so today, when we talk about unbelief, I wanted to start the conversation with just defining what unbelief is for those who may not understand or may not know, because if I'm, if I'm honest, the term unbelief um, was kind of a new thing for me. You know, I knew it, I guess I knew what it was, but I never put a name to it so, um, to know that that is an actual term and it's, it's used throughout the Bible. We're going to talk about that here in a minute, but if we are to define what unbelief is. The dictionary defines it as a lack of religious belief or the absence of faith. And so that's what the textbook term uh, for unbelief is. And I believe that, you know, unbelief also puts us far from God when we need to be drawing near to him. So it's these moments in our lives that 
you know, we feel so distant from God or if it's if we're in a moment where, you know, we need something to happen and we just don't see how it's going to happen or how can God make this thing happen? Um, you know, when we push aside his sovereignty, really, uh, when we think about it. And uh, we just don't believe that that he can do what it, whatever it is um, that we want him to do. So Tanaya, so what do you think is, what, what? how would you describe unbelief? Um, I would describe unbelief as being a way in a lot of instances when the enemy comes in and attacks our minds and having us to believe that what we want or believe that will happen or what God has told us will happen won't happen if it's not happening in the time in which we believe it should happen. For instance, if we are praying for a specific job or praying for a specific healing or praying for um, something to happen for our families and it's not happening in the way in which we are in the time in which we want it to happen, that's when the devil comes in and says, oh, well, try again or it's not going to happen the way you want to. And then we start to believe that because it's like, well, Lord, I thought it was going to happen. I thought I was going to ever get this job. I thought my family was going to be saved. I thought this was going to happen and it's not happening. That's when we begin to not believe in develop unbelief. And like you said, not believe in the sovereignty of God because he knows all, he sees all, and his time is always perfect. However, we get in our way or we allow Satan to come in and deter us from what we know, what the word of God tells us. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Um, I think that you hit on a, a really good point um, when we talk about allowing, you know, Satan to come and cloud our minds with these these evil thoughts and these thoughts of of doubt, of, of fear, of all these things, and and really that's the root of of what unbelief is. And so I'm reminded in the Bible, um, you know, there are tons of stories about how Jesus performed all these miracles and he went throughout. You know, he went back to his hometown, which he didn't do a lot of miracles in his hometown because of the unbelief. Um, but in right. Mark, um, in Mark chapter nine, uh, starting at verse 17, it tells a story of when um, his father, he, he wanted his son to be healed from this, his demon possessed body. Right. And so he had went to the disciples first to try to get them to cast out this demon that had had ruined his son's life. He had been dealing with this for for forever. And so he had approached uh, Jesus's disciples first um, to try to get them to cast out this demon, but they couldn't do it. And so when they saw Jesus, right. they approached him. I, I'm going to read a, 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 a piece of this from, from the scripture. It says in starts at 17, a man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought, my, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and it becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. Look, Jesus was mad. He was, <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> so he was not happy. He said, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. That kind of reminds me when your mama, you know, just just fed up, you know, just just bring it here, you know, just just bring it to me. Right. Okay. So it, it goes on in the scripture and it says, So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately uh threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into a fire or water to kill him. 
But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus. So he's questioning. He said, if, I mean, like really if. So if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And so as we know, you know, Jesus cast out that demon uh, from the boy uh, for the father. And so the father wanted so bad. He said, I do believe, you know, help me to overcome this. So basically show me that you can do this. Show me, you know, right. help me to, you know, believe fully in what you you came here to do. And so later the disciples came and asked uh, Jesus in private, said, why couldn't we do this? Why couldn't we cast out the demon? And Jesus replied to him, this is right. one of those things where you had to pray your way through it. And so it leads me, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how you overcome unbelief, but that's just a, a snapshot of, of what that looks like um, in real time is, you know, sometimes you have to pray your way through that thing. You have to trust and believe that the will of God will, you know, deliver or heal or whatever the case is. And I think that we have to look at it in our own worlds too. So what does unbelief look like? right now like in our reality so that's why i want to transition us to and talk a little bit about our own personal experiences with it kind of what it looked like uh for us in reality and then how we kind of push through it to get to that so tonight talk to us what is what does this look like in tonight's world have you ever experienced unbelief um and then you know what were some of the things that happened and then kind of how did you push through it Okay, um, I would say I experienced unbelief after I experienced extreme loss, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I uh, love my mother. I love my mother. And um, in 2017, uh, October, my mother was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And oh my God, when we found out that she was diagnosed with cancer, we cried, we cried, we cried. We were so, you know, we were so hurt. And my mother just had faith. And she was like, you just have to have faith. You have to have faith. She's like, I'm fine. We're going to be all right. I'm going to beat this. We're going to beat this. And, you know, all the doctors um, at the Cancer Center of, of America, they said the biggest thing is your family needs to be on board they need to speak life into you they need to speak faith into you you know and it helps because a lot of times they say cancer doesn't kill you it's just the emotional things that happen as well as the cancer and the chemo and all that so all my sisters and my dad and my family rallied behind my mother and we were speaking life into her speaking faith you know we were from the scriptures we were sending her messages we were sending her scriptures when we were around we were praying we were giving her um songs everything to build her faith and also build our faith and in the instance it built our families um belief in God and it believe it built our trust in God and then it took a turn for the worse (laughs) it took a turn for the worse in 2018 and things just started going downhill um after a year of her going through it chemo and everything she was unable to eat and all this kind of thing you know seeing all this and we're still like well lord can still heal lord can still heal the lord can still heal and then it was when she uh went to the hospital january of 2019 january 12 2019 we um got the message that my mom was going into 
the hospital again in Columbus. And we were like, okay, it's going to be fine. You know, she's going to go in the hospital. My mom was talking. She was up. Um, someone, her nurse was going through something and she was praying for the nurse. You know what I mean? Because my mother's faith never wavered. And so us seeing that, we were like, oh yeah, she'll be fine. And then just as the days went by and I remember just driving from, you know, seeing her in the hospital at 11, 12 in the morning and then driving, having to be back at work. And I'm just praying the whole way like lord please don't take my mom from me please heal her lord you said mark 11 23 we speak to the master come you on, know, come on. It, it will be moved and by faith you know it will happen and so i'm repeat i was always taught repeat the scriptures in your prayers you know what i mean and to let god know that you know you're trusting and believing and that's what we was doing and then january 20th 2019 happened and and we were there I walked out the room and I heard my sister scream and we went back and I ran back in there and they said my mom was gone and like my whole life just left my body literally like everything left my body and it was so you know y'all be strong because everybody's there but you know it was just difficult and then it literally for a period of six to seven months after that day and you know like people were saying you know it's gonna be okay you know um this and that and then they'll tell me um you know she's with the lord and she's healed now and that's all fine and dandy but i don't have my mother physically here and so i was to the point where and i never really told many people i didn't really tell anybody really and i was just like okay well i did the scriptures i prayed the prayers I walked by faith. I didn't have doubt. I trusted God. My mother trusted God. You know what I mean? And then at that point, I didn't realize it at the moment, but that was the devil coming in and bringing unbelief and bringing doubt into my mind. And I'm, it's sad to say, but I... I dwelled in it. You know what I mean? I went through that period of depression. I went through that period of unbelief. And it was to the point where I would go to church and if the pastors were talking about, you know, have faith. You need to be healed. You're going to be healed, blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there like, hmm, my mother had faith. My family had faith, you know, and we prayed, we believed, and we trusted God and it still didn't happen. And then all this whole thing was going, I was going to church. I was still doing my everyday routine, but deep down, I was still crying and in this mode where I'm like, well, God, I feel like God didn't hear me. I feel like he just turned his back on everybody because my mother was so loved. I feel like he turned his back on everybody that was praying for her. And, and especially, I feel like he turned his back on us. And so that's where the unbelief came. And it lasted, I'm going to tell you, it lasted for a long, long time. And the way that I had to get there, I had to, I actually had a friend literally tell me tonight I see that you're going down a path of depression like I see it and then I was like no I'm fine you know it's just grief I'm just grieving and then I had to realize that everything that was playing in my mind was things not what I was you know knew not the word of God it was things that the devil was putting in my mind to make me want to turn away like not go to church or not you know read my bible you know not do things like certain songs it was a list of songs that we had as a playlist for my mom. I couldn't listen to not one of them because I'm like, this is not even, this is not true. They just singing 
whatever. And it took me a while and I'm finally getting out of that because I've seen what God can do. And I've seen how God has been to me in my life. And I've seen how he's changed and how he has healed all the other times where he healed my mother, where he healed my siblings, where he healed my father, where he healed my family. I've seen that and how he's healed me, how he delivered me from depression. Like I, I see that and I know that, but it took a minute and I had to diligently find scriptures about the specifics, building faith, find Bible plans about building faith, have conversations with my friends about certain things that I'm feeling and it helped bring me out of it to let me know okay devil you a lie yes I know that my mother is in heaven and baby she is healed and she is delivered she is set free she is no longer suffering Mm -hmm. and that this life it was only but a breath Mm -hmm. but in eternity that's where she had that's where she is and she's with the arms of our savior and if i want to get there if i want to experience that that love that unconditional love then i need to live how she lived on earth and i need to walk by faith you know what i mean speak those things as though they were and then i need to do what i need to do as a young lady and as a woman of god to make it there so i one be with my father but also see my mother again so it took me a while and that unbelief is crazy, but in the end, I was there. I was able to pull myself out of it with the help of God and have to say, Satan, I bind you. You cannot have my mind. Mm. Mm. Woo, Tanaya. Boy, I tell you, <laughs> listen, I know we've had so many conversations about this very thing. Yeah. But it just hits different. Like, I don't know. I'm almost at a loss for words because your strength and your ability to push through this thing and to me and my perception of what you just said, your faith, your faith really never wavered. Yes, felt you felt things. Yes, the unbelief was beginning to set in because it's like, God, you didn't do what I wanted you to do and how I wanted you to do it. But just listening to you, you were very intentional about your pursuit to to continue your journey with God because you knew he hadn't left you. Right. But it was like, how do I get past these emotions that I'm feeling? How do I how do I welcome his like you said, his embrace back? You know, I I I feel it and I want to so you man that's a word within itself just just being so intentional about still connecting with God even in my darkest darkest moments to lose your mother I, I can't I cannot say I even just a thought for me sends me mm-hmm. over the top so I can only imagine you know what you've experienced what your siblings have experienced your dad you know things like that and my heart goes out to y'all even today because I know it's going to be an ongoing forever you know process you know for that and so so yeah. I get it and so it just just hearing you say that I think back to some moments where I've been in those you know that those moments of unbelief I, I talk about it all the time and um you know when I was in in graduate school or whatever um I was just experiencing a lot of just identity stuff you know just who am I that kind of thing like why am I here what is my purpose God you know God who are you to me really that was really my yeah. biggest concern with I didn't have a place in in my life with God um right did I go to church sure did I did I read the Bible you know when I thought about it sure I did um but yeah. I 
I, I lacked the relationship and because so many things were didn't make sense to my human mind so like right. these concepts of of god um just it wasn't connecting with me i i had i've known god since i was you know a preteen or whatever i've been introduced to god i, I gave my life to god early and i was diligent about it and i always i have always believed that god is real that's 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 never changed in my life right. but it's been real fluid. I'll just be honest because it's like when things like that happen, um, I, I can remember, you know, losing my uncle unexpectedly. You know, it was the first kind of unexpected death our family had experienced. Um, and so right. I struggled with that thing. It's like somebody being snatched away from you, but yeah, um, it was, it was hard for me to do that. And then just even in my own personal life, I just, I had these battles where it's like, okay, I am worshiping this, this God who is supposed to have my best interests at heart, you know, in mind. And I'm not getting these things that I desire. And I prayed about it. It, it. The scripture tells us, you know, bring your desires to Christ, you know, tell him what you want. Um, but what I didn't understand was the concept of how you receive those blessings and, and how you have to, uh, you have to be cognizant of, of God's timing and what that looks like. And so, when I started to shift my mindset to, you know, praying within the will of God, instead of, you know, just being so caught on the process in which I wanted it to happen, I had to open my heart yeah. to say, God, here, here are my desires. Here's what I want. Let your will be done in my life and help me to accept what that right. looks you know? And so that kind of right. helped me to move through those moments um, of unbelief, but I also believe that, you know, fear oftentimes is considered the root, the root of unbelief. So you, you're afraid yeah. of what is and what God is. Um, and a lot of times, and then also we already talked about how doubt sometimes creeps into our minds, leaving us on the fence about the power yeah. of God, you yeah. know? And so something that's so big to us is minute to God because he can snap his finger and it's done, you know? Um, and it reminds me of different parables, you know, in uh, in the Bible, the the woman with the issue of blood, you know, we, he always ended those miracles. Your faith has made whole. Yeah, yep. You have to remember that, you know, when they were in the roaring sea and God was asleep and slumber and he had to, you know, pause the wind and all this stuff. And <laughs> it was because it, it's like it, these type of things he can do you know, with one snap of his finger. So we have to remember that. And sometimes that's difficult when we're, when we're living it, you know. Um, and so that brings me to my next point of talking about just some specifics of how we can um, overcome this unbelief. And I think one of the first things we have to do is call it out when we're experiencing it. So when we, when we, when we recognize it, so when we acknowledge it, I think that's also, that's the first step to a lot of things of, of change really is acknowledging um, that issue. And so I think once we admit when we are experiencing unbelief, that's when we can really actively seek God's guidance on, on getting through it. Um, and so one thing I want to ask is what do you pass on to people? Do you pass on faith or do you pass on unbelief? What does that mean to you tonight? So. Okay. Um, I would say I pass on faith. Um, and I do that through my experiences, um, I, I like to listen and to hear, you know, if I'm speaking with someone, I like to listen and hear what they have to say first. But then I also like to um, turn it around and ask questions to see, you know, 
do you believe or are you believing in what you're seeing naturally or are you believing in what is being done spiritually? Um, and then that's a big point to make sure that you're understanding that the things of this world, you know, we may see it, but God, like you said previously, God is sovereign. He knows everything and we have to trust and believe that his sovereignty is for our good. So by doing that and reminding, let's believe that God will do even his timing is perfect. So it will happen or be thankful sometimes that the door is closed. Come on. That, <laughs> that the door, that because God, is an all-knowing God he's sovereign so he saw that as well right. and he is omnipotent so he may have saw that that door that you may desperately want it might lead to something that you don't that you desperately do not need so I think that's a way that we can pass on faith um whereas not doubt bring about doubt because at the end of the day if we are feeling as though that we don't believe or we're feeling that doubt or if we're feeling fear it can be felt by others and we can bring it about to other people unknowingly you know what I mean uh -huh. so I think it's just great that we just always remember and by building faith and by building and getting the word of God and right. reading those scriptures and nowadays you know with Google you could just Google what you're feeling Come on. And you can, and a scripture will lead you direct, you know, it will lead you directly to it. And those things have helped me personally. And so that's how I feel like I pass on, you know, faith. That's right. And I think it's important that, you know, as believers and, and people, you know, believers that are just really trying to build our connection with God, it's, it's very important that we share that with others. Um, whether it's through words or through, you know, most importantly, through our actions. You know, I, I want right. to talk in a way that people can see Christ through me and through what we right. do. And so, right. so, yes, I think that's something that we can do some self-reflecting on. Am I, am I passing on faith to people or, or am I passing on unbelief? What do my actions say about where I stand with, uh, with, with my relationship with God? And so I, I say this all the time, and I've probably said it on some of the other episodes, but um, sometimes we are the only encounter people will have with, with Christ. Amen. So what does that look like for us? And so we just have to be aware. It's, it's very important to just be aware um, and do some self-reflection. You know, we have some bad moments in life. We have some, some moments, yeah. where, you know, we just not, you know, we're not pleased about, but once we've become aware and we do some self-reflection, now we got to figure out how to change it because we always have a responsibility once we become aware. Right. So um, I think those are good. Of course, prayer, prayer, um, you know, is, is a, a great way to, to overcome unbelief. We saw that in the, in the scripture from earlier is sometimes you have to pray your way through these things um, and, and acknowledge it and call it out, call it out what it is. Um, so we definitely do that. Um, if you desire to believe in the promises of God, you have to eliminate the doubt and the fear because faith cancels out fear. Um, and I think that is definitely a good point um, to keep at the forefront as we are figuring out how to get through those moments um, of unbelief. And I know that faith always brings us closer, um, closer to God. And we just have to, to lean on that thought um, when we are experiencing those, those tough moments because um, it's easy to fall off the wagon and it's easy to stay there. Um, and so... I think another way yeah. 
surrounding yourself with with like-minded individual to individuals too so that they can also pour into you and make sure that they remind you whose you are um and you know keep you on the right track so um right do you have any final thoughts on on unbelief let me ask you this and this is how we will kind of close out this conversation if you had the opportunity to talk to a person okay. who had who had never heard of God, does not believe in God because they don't know God exists, okay? What would be the one thing you would tell them about God? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm gonna let you ponder on it for a moment, okay? I, I would, a lot of times, and a lot of times I feel like people are looking for love. You know what I mean? They're looking for love. And if I were just to describe this someone who'd never heard of it, I would talk to them, you know, like a mother's love. A love that, you know, you feel like no matter what, she's always going to be there. But God is a mother to the motherless. He's a father to the fatherless. And he gives you unconditional love. And he showed his love by dying on the cross for us for our sins so that we can have unconditional so we can have everlasting life and i believe that would be how i would lead that into it he is love god is love no matter what you do no matter who you are the color of your skin um it's tall short small big doesn't matter he loves you and his love is there for you and you might a person might not say well i can't see them i can't see them okay you breathe air you can't see air okay so he is there he is with us every day everywhere and the great thing about it is he could be with me but he could also be with others and i would just express that to him that no matter what he is love and he is that unconditional love and he will feel that lord that void that you may be feeling and with him it might it's not gonna be easy every day it's gonna be a struggle sometimes and you might feel as though you know I don't know what I'm doing but at the end of the day he's there with his arms stretched out open ready for you to ready for you to receive him and just starting there and believing that and then working toward it because it's not it's not a race you know what I mean it's a marathon it's gonna take time but he's always there I say wow because I literally just said those exact words today to someone that <laughs> needed to hear that. So that is confirmation about who God is. And I'm so glad to hear you say that. And you're exactly right that God is love. I mean, at the root of it all, I think the if I had to describe my belief in God in, in one word, it would be love. Um, you know, First Corinthians really lays that out about what love is, love is patient, love is kind, love is uh, everlasting, it's, it's some it's more stuff, you know. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. he, he talks about faith, hope, and love, and he said the greatest of those three things is love. And so right. he never, you never see where God will, you know, even in scripture, he doesn't put certain things before, but in, that's one particular thing that he said, the greatest of those, of, of those three is love. And I think that is, uh, that is very true. I think for me, and this will be how we will close out, for me, if I had to describe or tell somebody who does not believe in God about God, I would say this. I would first ask the question if they were open 
to believing in something greater than than they are you know right if your heart is not open to the idea yeah. it's hard to try to convince someone and and that's i think that's a good point too to mention that it's not my job as a christian to convince somebody to believe in god i have to just right. tell my experience and that you know really believing in god is an experience you know you have to you have to go through it you know and it's like one of the first episodes talk about do you own your faith is it yours or was it passed down to you you have to experience god for yourself and if you're open to that to that relationship and to that that connectedness then you've already conquered the hard part you know and so i think i would i would first say that but then i would also just like you have just described about you know the ultimate sacrifice that god made for us is that gruesome death on the cross and i know as i know i'm a, a baptist kid so that's how a lot of them preachers in their sermons but i think yeah. it's so important to understand that very idea because that is the right. ultimate sacrifice and the ultimate right. show of unconditional love and that's what i would start with with that conversation and we can go forever with that so all right, so whoo, girl, that was good. That was good. So, um, so Tanaya, thank you again for um, allowing yourself to be vulnerable here, um, allowing yourself to share uh, some of those moments uh, with us. And I think that uh, your story can can definitely change lives, can impact lives um, in the best way. And so, just continue to to share it. Continue to be a vessel yourself um, because I think it's important that we stand strong and not be ashamed of our faith and, and stand tall in it. So um, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And with that, peace. Hey guys, thank you for listening to another episode of The Vessel. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you can be notified of new episodes. Again, thanks.